What's going on, everybody? I am J.M. Banks, and this is Urban Alchemy Podcast, brought to you by the Pitch Podcast Network via Adori Labs. Be sure to check out our site on Adori Labs or download the Adori app and get access to our full catalog of past episodes. And now we are able to feature interactive episodes with pictures, links, websites, polls, and much, much more. So thank you all for joining us today for this episode. We got another great one for you all today. We have a guest today in the building, a comedian, uh, host, uh, just a... Uh, Doing everything out here in Kansas City. Uh, we are joined in the building by Miss Janelle Banks. No relation. <laughs> Hello. He stole my line. He Tyler Perry me. Oh, no. I was planning, <laughs> I was planning way ahead of you. No, no. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, yeah, we got a lot to get into with Miss yes. Banks here today. Yes. Uh, but yeah, uh, before we get into that, first off, special thank you to all of our listeners out there for making this show possible. All around Kansas City, all around Missouri, the Midwest, the country, and around the world, we thank you so much for tuning in each and every week. Please continue to support us and like our Facebook fan page if you have not already, as well as joining our community group page, Urban Alchemy Support Group. Special shout out to all of our organizations we are working with in conjunction with this podcast, the Kansas Kansas City Association of Black Journalists, the Pitch KC, the Kansas City Star Advisory Board, and the Village KC Non-For-Profit. Lastly, music for the episode is going to be brought to us by, once again, Mr. Alan Wayne the Prodigy. Uh, he just actually released a dope new track today uh, entitled Lately. So check out that young man. Uh, link in the episode description to his latest video on YouTube. So shout out to him and all of our other individuals who have contributed music for our Urban Alchemy playlist. Check that out on Spotify. So yeah, let's get into it. We have an individual who has been been on a crusade as of late against an unfortunate situation which occurred at a venue she was performing at. Now, this young lady is an incredible performer and an amazing comedian who I had previously known about via the Facebook and just one of those individuals who I had kept on my radar and had eventually wanted to get in for an interview. So as I was scrolling through my timeline a few days ago, I had came across this story that she had posted and it was very troubling, but I had read through the stories and I was just like, unbelievable. Let me see what I can do. As of late, the main thing I've been thinking about when coming in contact with certain situations is what can I do to help? What can I use this platform for and how can I get the word out to best support my community? Because if we have businesses here in Kansas City that are patronized by our community and they do have sentiments to where it's like we're not welcome or we're not being supported or we're not being treated fairly, we definitely want to come together as a group and make sure they know that our dollars will not be spent at their establishment. With that said, just to, and you get the starting point from where I started at in the situation as it was posted on Facebook, this is the first post put up in regards to the situation. Last night was probably one of the most scariest nights I have ever encountered as a comedian. Q39, one of your employees became upset over a barbecue joke at a comedy show. I want to stress this was a comedy show in Kansas City, of all places. So barbecue jokes may occur. Your employee chose to argue with every single performer on stage by shouting various insults, which happened to be in a safe space of Missy B's. A person who is constantly badgering performers at an LGBTQ inclusive space can get kind of crazy. Well, she was given grace and asked to be quiet several times by staff. 
Midway through the performance, your employee took issue with me or the crowd. No one can say for sure, due to her being extremely inebriated, she began to verbally assault me to the point she had the nerve and audacity to yell white privilege over racial insults at me and that I'm in her space and community. Me being a black woman, she also proceeded to yell she was the daughter of Q39's owner of the Westport location. At this point, the bar asked her to leave, but she didn't leave without hurling more racist insults and her friends calling me inappropriate names the entire time. I've told this barbecue joke several times. It has never ended with someone hurling racial insults. Being that your establishment is located next to this staple in our community, I feel very uncomfortable knowing your staff operates with this mindset. I will no longer patronize your restaurant until you address your staff issues and I encourage everyone else to do the same. So after that had occurred, she had made another post and that's Q39 had released a statement to sum up. They are not going to terminate their employee for her verbal assault mixed with racial slurs. Even though there is substantial evidence in video footage, as well as several individuals coming forward with statements that she is a habitual offender. This restaurant should no longer be considered a staple in this city, nor should it be affiliated with any network. I encourage Food Network to remove any content associated with this restaurant, as well as 41 Action News, KSHB TV, KMBC 9, and Fox 4 News Kansas City to use their platform to educate this establishment on how their racist behavior and antics is not good for business. So I had come across those stories and it really, really shocked me given the uh, establishment of Missy B's, which is supposed to be known as this super safe space. You would assume it would be very progressive and whatnot, but just hearing the audio of that situation was very disturbing. Yeah, we will go ahead and take a few minutes so you can hear that situation and then let you all judge for yourself. Come up here, sweetheart. Come up here, man. If you want this, get 
is technically, but you need to calm down because you ruined everybody else's night. No, you need to. You need to, honey. You've been fucking with people all night. Chill, chill, chill. I got a car, y'all. Ain't nobody trying to be competitive with you. Calm down. Okay, so what, you want to have a party on? What's up? Let's go. Shit. You got a windroller? What's up? Yeah. Okay, this is what happens when you have too much liquor in the community, right? Right? Okay, okay, honey. And we try to be a community. You the only person that's making it hard. You the only person that's being combative. We all trying to have a good time. Am I right? you up a few days back after i read a story you had posted in regards to a show you had and yeah i was just blown away by it and i was just like nah nah no 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 <laughs> not up in my city not in my kansas city so i, I read the story uh 
and I, I've been following you for a little bit now. Uh, as everybody knows, I love the creators here in my city and try to try to keep my ear low to the ground on people who are doing big things. So I definitely have been following you. And when I saw that pop up, I was just like, wow, this is crazy that this is going on in our city. Mm -hmm. And most of all, I really haven't heard too much about it. So definitely reached out to you, wanted to get you in, uh, hear your side of things. So why don't you just start from the beginning? You are a, a comedian, an entertainer, a mm -hmm. host. You are out here in Kansas City every which way. Mm -hmm. Get your name out here. And so... Just from the beginning, you uh, were performing as you do mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. your job mm -hmm. uh, many a times. And just start from the beginning for the people who are unawares. Um, uh, I would like to state uh, for the record, I am a professional comedian. Um, so it's not like I'm just an open micer or a hobbyist or somebody who's new in this field. I have done stand up for approximately nine to ten years or somewhere um, in that window. Um, I came highly recommended for this gig as well. So it's not like it was just one of those things where it was like, just throw her out there. We don't know her. We're kind of, you know, um, I was requested to be there, hired to be there. And uh, in the process of the night, the night started, I realized that the show, the audience was just extremely loud. This is a comedy show. Um, so that's not really conducive to a comedy show if you can't hear a comedian right. over talking. Now, I can't. there's a difference between just loud talking, being in an environment, and then just like like aggressive, like argumentative. Yeah, just so background. people can understand the time frame. When, what day exactly was this? How, this, how long ago was this? This was last week, last Tuesday. Um comedy show every night or this is a new comedy show that they're putting on missy b's this is our second week uh starts at 10 o'clock so it's a late show so you you know we're expected to probably have some people who are a little intoxicated a little outrageous whatnot right. um but this crowd like i said you could hear like it sounded like somebody was fighting if you were in another room you would have thought it was like fighting because it was just very just very volatile yeah it was very it was it's just very aggressive and banter um so we asked the venue several times like what's going on can you get them to calm down because once again you have booked us to do a comedy show so at some point we expect you to let your audience know that you have to be listening to what's going on on right. stage uh so it was addressed several times the individual that i got into the this verbal altercation with was told to remove themselves from the stage to stop jumping from table to table harassing other patrons so they had several times where they were spoken to um so by the time i get on stage i'm the last act of the evening uh so, so that's call the closer the day. closer the headliner mm, showbiz talk <laughs> so um that means i go on stage approximately about 10 40 so it's 40 minutes into this show where this person has been an issue their friends have even been kicked out because that's how horrible this group of people mm. was however she was allowed to stay now i believe that she was allowed to stay because who she was she exercised that right you know being that she is probably either uh, she frequents this location or because my bar or my restaurant is across the street this is my neighborhood you know i pay taxes over here girl i'm mm -hmm. staying you know so i think that's why she was allowed to essentially stay and i can understand that from a business perspective if that is a regular consumer or patron of your business you're just now opening back up you got renovations you need every penny you can so i can understand you wanting to keep her in but 
it just becomes, I think, a part in the evening where social responsibility plays a role. Absolutely. Um, so in the middle of my set, I would like to stress because people think that I had told a joke and she just began to heckle me that, you know, this was the issue. Like I just mm-hmm. told a poor, poor joke and this is what happened. What happened was. I'm in the middle of my set. I'm one of those people who I'm a strong crowd worker. So if I have a crowd who I know is specifically not listening, I'm going to key in on that. You know, as an entertainer, I'm a roll with the punches. Some comics go up there to tell their specific set of jokes. And if they can't tell those specific set of jokes, they might drown. Whereas me, I'm going to find something in the room to tell a joke about. So now we all see it. Now we can engage with it. And now we're all back on the same page as a crowd. So I literally went from table to table. Like this table, one table literally had a couple making out. I mean, making out like making. I've never seen this form of fornication in the club, but they was getting it in Um, vividly. Listen, I mean, they was in one stool, two people, dry humping, lips, touching, breasts, rubbing. Uh, It was a lot. It was, was, they was doing it. They (laughs) doing it and doing it and doing it wild. It's a good time Um, to be live. Yeah, Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, like they said, take your mask off, not your clothes. So, uh, It, it was a lie. So I, you know, made fun of that because yeah. it was, you know, why not? Crowd control. Exactly. Crowd control. Thank you. That is what I, ooh. Showbiz terms. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? So I moved from table to table and everybody, this time everybody's cracking up. Mm-hmm. So then their table, the last table, I was like, I'm going to just leave that table alone because yeah. they in their own world and I'm, I'm not going to mess with it because that table been messing with people, mm-hmm. you know, all night. And that's when it became so why are you excluding me and i was like well ma'am you've been yelling at us all night and she's just like well why why would you exclude my table why why are, and i was like because you literally are arguing with everyone and you know like you know it's a comedy show she said she's asking why you didn't interact with their table yeah like, make jokes with them yeah she's literally like upset that i did not include her in my banter and i'm like well ma'am you've been You've been showing your ass yeah, all night. Yeah, I don't want to talk to you. Exactly. It's and not so, an interactive thing. Right. And and the comic before me kept telling her, this is not a back and forth exchange. Mm-hmm. You have got to shut up. You know, he might have not said it in that manner, but he said it when he said what he said. And it was very clear. Yeah. You know, so at this point, she's upset that. And I'm just like, I understand that you're upset, but girl, like, move on. You know, and so she's yelling and. I keep telling jokes. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, girl. I was like, ooh, this table need drugs. Like, this table need to calm down. Like, y'all need weed. Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's it's crazy this happened to Missy B's. I was like, hold on, Missy B's? Because for all of my listeners who are not from the Kansas City area, that's a very, very progressive establishment, I would say. Uh, mm-hmm. The state space gets thrown around, thrown around a lot there. Uh, it's to put in a nutshell, and like, it's a a gay bar that okay. has been here forever. I don't want pigeonhole. Yeah, no rainbow lights on the building yeah. and everywhere. So I mean, that's what they're known as. But this is this is the aha moment. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've known this, and I've always heard this stereotype, but I never, you know, played into it because once again, I love everybody. Um, but historically it has been known not to be a friendly safe space for black LGBTQ or people of color. So I kind of just try to ignore that. However, in the midst of this confrontation, I'm noticing that no one is stopping it. Everyone's trying to film it. Everybody's egging it on. 
So now it becomes a black woman versus everybody else. Right. Everybody else wanted to see me legitimately be the stereotype of a black woman mm -hmm. and turn into the Tasmanian devil. That's what I believe the venue wanted. The crowd wanted uh, fellow comics wanted <laughs> like they want everybody wanted a moment. Yeah. And I mean, in gay culture, you know, we know for being drama queens and, you know, pop, 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 you know. So as she's arguing at me, she's yelling her community. And I'm like, girl, it's our community. We're gay. Like, what are you? You know, then it dawns on me, duh, I'm black. And then that's when the white power uh, white power, white privilege. I have white pride. I'm happy for my white pride. And I'm like, okay. So. How long was the whole interaction? The whole, me and her started going back and forth. It at least had to be seven to 12 minutes. Oh, wow. So that's the other issue that I have that I just felt like the venue could have done. So, like we should have never gotten to that point. Right. Like when she stood up in her chair and started shouting in the middle of my set, I felt like it, we should have been like, hey, baby girl, hey, come on, sit down and just chill out, you know. So that was a big issue for me. So we have this young lady and you mentioned earlier in regards to uh, her maybe having a relationship with Missy B's and that prevented her from getting kicked out. Mm -hmm. I uh, I love comedy. I mentioned mm -hmm. this on the phone with you. I'm a huge i learned so much of of my own personality from comedians as mm -hmm. opposed to actual intellectuals uh but yeah just to be able to get up on stage and tell jokes and do it with confidence is 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 amazing to me so being able to have an atmosphere where you're able to work mm -hmm. in a conducive environment is super important to you guys i know mm -hmm. that yeah. so for somebody to sit there and be heckling and yelling and stuff and them not to interject and be like yo I, I've been to comedy clubs where people get kicked out after the first, excuse me, ma'am. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then, because uh, you can't have a comedy show like that. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you had mentioned that there was a previous relationship. So this individual is the daughter of a business owner here in Kansas City. Mm -hmm, I don't know if mm -hmm. you want to go. Well, how much detail you want to go into? In well, to I mean, she's the daughter of the owner. She, mm -hmm. She's at least employed or was employed by that restaurant so she's affiliated with it and she let us know that via her argument because there was no reason for that restaurant to ever come up but she is she detailed it herself so therefore i would have never known who this woman was or her affiliation to this restaurant however once I posted it and it started to travel, what I found out is that this is her normal reputation as a person. Like she's known in the community for being a bigot and having these emotional or drunken outbursts. So that's how she was identified. I mean, if you read the post, everybody's like, oh, yeah, that's Caitlin. Oh, that's Rob's daughter. Oh, man, she did it again. That's crazy. Like just several post after post of people who wanted to come forward were just afraid to come forward of either losing their job or retaliation by this family. But the behavior that I found is that it's, it's a habitual thing for her. She's a habitual offender. And it's, I mean, if you see someone acting like that, you would assume that behavior came from their parents. Right. You had to learn from somewhere. Exactly. So that leads me to believe that, okay, she's comfortable in these behaviors because, Mama and pop are doing it and mama and pop own this restaurant, you know, so it's just very frustrating to see like now I feel like it's bigger than me. It's more of a let's get people like this 
out of the picture. Like we shouldn't be spending money with a business who has this mindset, who is like, I've never, I've never waitressed, but I've asked several people in that industry. Have you ever had to pay the credit card fee for when a customer uses their credit card, right? They put that fee up on their waitress staff. That's you take that out of their money. And I just feel like that's shady. Yeah, it's absolutely. So shady. And I'm just finding out a lot of things that they do when it comes to taxes and double taxing their employees. Um, there's been sexual abuse and sexual harassment allegations amongst that staff and management. So I just felt like there was a lot of things that needed to come to the surface. Absolutely. Yeah. It, I mean, I didn't know any of that. I've heard certain things about them uh, not being hospitable to black people mm -hmm, at their mm -hmm. establishment. I've only eaten there maybe three times. Uh, but yeah, it, it's 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 a situation where I, it's not somewhere I frequent, mm -hmm. but it is somewhere I've been. And I know if this is the business practices and that they're going with, I'm not going there again. Yeah, uh, because I, we need to start banding together and really controlling our dollar and where mm -hmm. it flows into. Same with places that are not willing to take a stand like Missy B's mm -hmm. who are uh, mm -hmm. going to allow somebody to sit there and harass and abuse someone for uh, you said what seven seven to twelve minutes mm -hmm. well and what's frustrating is they even openly admitted that it the incident occurred for 50 minutes they posted this on their own facebook page 50 minutes 50 minutes so i'm like if you're openly admitting for 15 minutes that you watch footage and watch this person move around your facility and you never in a million years thought that okay let me either stop serving this person alcohol let me move this person or at least isolate them something what i have been told and several times it was just a lack of training a lack of staff um well if you don't have enough staff to handle a crowd then maybe you need to limit your capacity and to me it wasn't a training thing it's a human thing it's right. a common sense because my whole issues when other comics were on stage, my first instinct was to go out and see what was going on in the crowd and try to alleviate that situation. So why is it that if we're telling you it's an issue for one, you hear it too, three, you never do anything. So I don't, it's not a lack of training. It's a lack of just common sense, I think. Also, I just don't understand how that type of establishment would not have the training or mindset to know if a crowd is too rambunctious that maybe we need to kind of react or control the situation. Yeah. Cause that's crazy to think that if, if, I mean, if your employees are not trained on how to deal with, with rambunctious people, maybe mm -hmm. you shouldn't be owning a bar. Maybe you shouldn't be operating a place that sells alcohol. Cause me as a black man, if I, uh, if I go from table to table asking for the salt, and get a complaint. My black ass is getting kicked out of mm -hmm. places. Mm -hmm. Let alone to have to be able just to have the run of a of a location and know mm -hmm. you're going to be able to do whatever you want with impunity mm -hmm. is ridiculous to me, and that's unacceptable. Um, it's crazy to me. I have not been hearing more about this mm -hmm. when you have an establishment uh, that's supposed to be a safe space. Well, I think that I am being put and I, to be as nice as possible. Um, in a way, I feel like I'm being silenced because as soon as I posted, it was someone calling my phone to try to do damage control, mm -hmm. you know, on the behalf of the venue. Then today, you know, I posted because this is the gag. Last night, again, they had the comedy show, right? Mm 
the restaurant catered food for the comedy show. So at this point, you don't stand with the individual that this happened to. It happened on a Tuesday. You didn't apologize or even address the situation until Friday, mm-hmm. which you said, oh, well, we were just trying to figure out things and kind of, you know, see what was going on behind the scenes. You were trying to do damage control, just like they waited to respond late. And then when they got all the issues and people calling them out, then they fired their employee. It's like you you just wanted to react way too late. And now that I'm posting how I feel about it, you're upset about it. And today I posted how I felt about them serving barbecue. How how do you take a stance and say that that was not okay, but then you let them in and get give the people who they insulted barbecue like that? That's crazy. Yeah, it's kind of like you're you're you're, you're getting bought off. Exactly. Which With is the even same more, which, barbecue which, <laughs> that was the offensive. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It, to me, it would be like the equivalent of giving black people water hose as a sorry gift. In the 60s, you yeah. know, like, here's uh, some water hose and a, a German Shepherd, you know, <laughs> like, it just, and so I'm not, I'm not trying to throw them under the bus. I just said, as to me, that's a smack in the face. I think anybody would think that's a smack in the face. Absolutely. The person who let me know that that happened thought it was a smack in the face. So now that I'm saying something about it that upset that person and that person decided to call me and send me multiple text messages because they just felt like, well, what are, we, what are we supposed to do? And I'm not asking you to do anything. I didn't ask for you to advocate on my behalf. I'm letting you know I'm upset with the situation and I've done it in the most diplomatic, respectful way. I have not went online and tried to trash this business, nor have I went online and tried to trash the individual. I have not, dis- I've not called her out of her name. I have, I, I'm a comedian. I could have literally full-fledged sat here and roasted this woman but that is not my duty my duty is to bring light to this situation I'm trying to handle it as professionally as possible but now I feel like I'm being told to shut up and sit on my hands because I'm simply saying that if a person disrespects me and I'm upset with it and then I find out that person is just a disrespectful disrespectful nasty person and instead of apologizing and addressing the situation the person just pops back up and was like well here eat some food and be okay with it like people have to understand that these people put up an apology and then they pulled it down and said they pulled it down so they've never publicly apologized the offender has not even tried remotely nor has the establishment tried you apologize to missy b's because it's a business you that's it like the person that you actually harm the group of people that you've you've done this to we don't get an apology we just get okay deal with it and that's where I have the issue at hand you know so I don't know I don't know I don't I know there's nothing that at this point I feel I can do like I just really don't have a voice I mean I'm in a group of marginalized people you know which is black women. So I don't, at this point, you know, it is what it is, but I do feel like people should probably spend much less, 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 less money at this establishment. Absolutely. Uh, I am all for calling out people who are perpetrators and pretending to toe the line Mm -hmm. and say, we are for certain things when in all actuality, 
you don't give a goddamn. Yeah. In all actuality, you're living the same way you lived 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Now you're just doing it more quiet. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you've called out in front of people, people have this on videotape, and you're still not going to at least have the human decency to say, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. My bad. I should. My excuse me. My racism got. I got drunk. You know, stuff came. I mean, to we all know racism and barbecue were kind of hand in hand, but oh, yeah. we didn't know like that. Like we just keep it on the down low. You know, we're not out here really. You know, openly just doing it. But th- I mean, that's the status quo. This is the America that we're talking about, and I think what upsets me so much um, with it. Is that I've literally had people try to belittle me and say say I'm just like not a strong comic, (laughs) which is girl, don't go there. Secondly, um, people who felt, oh, I should have just been violent and attacked her. Um, Well, I have a daytime job. Also, I'm, you know, a grown adult woman who does not feel violence solves anything. Also, let's just say if the only black woman in the bar would have attacked a white woman, um, and I had nobody on my side, no witnesses. Then I would have went to jail. I would have had assault charges on me. I would have lost my job, which means I probably would have lost, you know, home, car, whatever. Then every gig or bookability. Like, I know some people just see me as a Kansas City comic, but I literally am a touring comic. I toured throughout the country. So for me, that who knows what that could have done to my career. So I just felt that no that's not going to solve anything and i also trying to fight a drunk person yeah you know what what is that you know so it's it just so many levels of where i've been attacked for standing up and saying that this is not okay and it's not like i set up here and blatantly tried to get this restaurant closed because some people think i'm making it the restaurant thing and i'm like no it's just that if you know management is doing this they should probably not be management or it should be closed yeah. people have this <clears throat> I, I just don't understand how people are so outraged in our city and it offends me because when we see these things go on in other cities and we see these video of white women showing they ass and belittling people and being racist we're in an outrage you know what i'm saying when we see other people People being killed by police officers in other cities. We're in an outrage. But when we start speaking about our own people and our own injustices in our own city, I feel like it gets quiet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's so I'm, quiet. I'm not one for the fake outrage. I yeah. cannot stand, the, especially when it comes to so-called allies in the white mm-hmm. community mm-hmm. who want to portray that image. But at the end of the day, it's all talk. And you mm-hmm. still have your mom and dad's outlook on life uh, i i just don't like i feel like people hide behind t-shirts yeah. and flags and when it comes down to the nitty and gritty it, it, people are just not there now I, don't get me wrong there are a lot of people who have stood up who have called them out who have openly said let's boycott film let's do something let's be about change but then you have so many people who have just ridiculed this situation and i'm like well, if this was on Instagram, I bet you'd be leaving a comment. Or if it was on Worldstar, you know, you'd be like, what? I can't believe this. But it's literally happening within our own community. I had a friend tell me she went to a Black Lives Matter rally and she had the individuals who were killed here by police. And people were correcting her sign because she didn't have the national names that people, you know, known national on the national scale. And it's just like, Dang, we got our own issues in our city. Like, I'm not oblivious to that. Missouri was one of the last states to abolish racism, people. Know your history. Like, 
Missouri, I'm, it's a red state. There, there, there's a lot of issues here. And just because it looks cool, just because we got a black mayor, you know what I'm saying? We rolling in the blue. There are a lot of issues here, especially racism that have been here. And I think a lot of us have tolerated, like we talk about the red line and the truth issue, but it's like, then we now go literally segregate ourselves by moving to certain parts of town because we know about these issues, but we don't want to tackle them. We don't want to deal with them. We just want to discuss them and move on. Everything can be done. We can see now that we can make a change. You know, we can start bringing things to the forefront and having these conversations. If anything, uh, yesterday taught us that we can invoke change, but it takes hella numbers Hella numbers and hella people being on the same page for us to get, you know, the things that we need in the, the space that we need. Like, I feel like a lot of black people have put up with going to that space and tolerating it because it's the only space for LGBTQ, you know, individuals to kick it. A, a nightclub that you feel safe in. But as a black L, a member of the LGBTQ, you know, <laughs> it's not for us. But that's the only space for us, By you know. Yeah. Oh, I feel you. Uh, I, I think it's, it brings up a very interesting question in regards to racism within the LGBTQ oh my, uh, community. It's, and it's massive. It is massive. Because you don't hear about it. Because you just assume if you're in the LGBTQ mm-hmm. community, you're mm-hmm. automatically non-racist, mm-hmm. non-prejudiced. You, you know, you're, yeah. you're the oppressed. So you have to be nope. on the side of righteousness. Mm-mm. No. I mean, I can't speak to it. But <laughs> you, you feel that same? Absolutely. I wish I could see me shaking my head because it literally is a huge divide you talk about privilege yeah it's (laughs) it's it's a huge divide and you talk about um it would get me frustrated because i like once again thinking we're all together but then you have a group who exercises that white privilege and completely separates you know so it's it's not the same just because we fall under the same umbrella and spectrum of people. There is heavy discrimination um, within our population of people, heavy discrimination. And sometimes it's not even like it's intentional. It's just used to an advantage sometimes, like just because I know I have white privilege, I can, (laughs) you know, use it in this, this current situation or stance or I can get out of a situation, you know, so it, there's a lot of, there's a huge racial divide within that community. And I can't say, um, it is in Kansas city. I I don't know, but I know that I have always been told since I was old enough to go out and kick it in the gay community to very much be careful and be guarded. I mean, and also where that bar is located, it's, also in a part of town that has not been the best part of town for black people to kick it in. It is, you know, so very true. It, I mean, it goes hand in hand with just, you just naturally know, like, yeah, if I'm not even supposed to be really be in this part of town, this probably ain't going to be the atmosphere for me as well. Yeah. And for all of my national and international listeners, Kansas city, uh, as I've spoken about many times, it's a weird, weird place. Cause it's mm-hmm. like no real, it's literally you drive one block over, you you're in the hood one minute, you drive two blocks over, you're you're in a, like a by mansions and stuff. Mm-hmm, so it's mm-hmm. like no real designation uh, anymore. So you do have these weird chunks where you have like I was just telling you like they start gentrifying this little area. Mm-hmm. Like you got a little section up there where mm-hmm. it's like nice houses and lofts and stuff. But yeah, uh, Westport is pretty much this gray area, smack mm-hmm. dab in the middle of the metro. Mm-hmm. But you know it, it's one of those situations where you can see. 
uh, a crackhead on a bus stop and then, mm-hmm. a, you know, a guy on a unicycle with mm-hmm. a bar handle mustache, <laughs> you know. So it's like this weird dynamic of this melting pot in that area. Mm-hmm, so it's mm-hmm. like, how dare you be racist smack yeah. dab in the middle of exactly, the city? Exactly, exactly. I'm like, do you see what's on the other side yeah. of it? Like, so, yeah. And I, like, like I said, this whole event blew my mind because I'm literally like, girl, and she's yelling my community. I'm like, girl, all I see, I don't see color. I see Roy G. Biv. Like, this is this is for us, girl. Like, I'm gay. Like, I watch Pose. Chill out. Like, <laughs> you know, like, calm down. Um, But, I mean, yeah, it just, it really made me realize. Cause, I mean, people talk about policing in Westport and just, you know, the whole how, like, black clubs are treated or you know black people are treated in the area or you know the predominantly black events versus you know white guys kicking it and brawling you Mm -hmm. know and just that whole area it just has this stigma of like it's not for us by us so now I just feel like I've always been that dummy who's like no I love everybody you know let's oh man everybody's everybody everybody loves everybody nobody's like that like I just I'm like somebody's drunk auntie mm-hmm. when I'm out like nobody's gonna fight everybody's yeah, peaceful everybody everybody. yeah we're all on this together like high five and not realizing like now like I now know to have my head on a swivel because they are out there. Yeah. And it's crazy because once upon a time, uh, just growing up in the metro, mm-hmm. me not having a lot of experience with white people until mm-hmm. I got to college. Mm-hmm. I did think there was like a differentiation between like the plaza white people and the yeah. Westport white people. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, they're cool. You know, they're you know, wearing, you know, tie dye sweaters. And, mm-hmm. You know, they smoke weed and blah, yeah. blah, blah. But in all actuality, a lot of them are just as problematic as the as the plaza folks. The plaza mm-hmm. folks in a lot of cases really don't care because we ain't on the same, we ain't got mm-hmm. the same problems. But the Westport people are the ones who will be smack dab right next to you. Yeah. Have a drink with you. Yeah. And then come to find out, it's like, oh, as soon as we get by ourselves, now you're going to speed up. Now you're going to think someone's going to rob you. It's yeah. Just, yeah. It, it's crazy that, that people have gotten to that level here where it's like, I can't even trust this, can I? Mm-hmm. I can't even trust mm-hmm. you a good person, huh? Mm-hmm. Because you don't know who's doing it because they don't want to get canceled. Or exactly. They don't want to get called out. Exactly. It's scary. It's really scary. And then I read your story and I was just like, this is wild. I need to get her in here ASAP and talk about this because we need to get people to either stop going there, have them make a public apology because that bullshit they did was not good enough for me. It was good for them for y'all. Not good enough for me. I, I mean, but they pulled it down. Like, and then you didn't even try to put it on your website. You didn't, like, nobody, you had to go find said apology. You know what I'm saying? And then said apology was pulled yeah, down. Yeah, it was like a secret apology. Yeah, so it was like the most secret of secrets of secret is secret, you know? And it's just like, what? And then for me as a person on the outside, like, just hearing people who were not even there like I've been accused of oh she's just mad because she ran out on the tab and I'm like girl I never ate at this restaurant what mm-hmm. are you talking about um, I've had people go post my comedy footage from 2012 because heaven forbid comedians grow um, but just like well she's not funny so maybe that's why this altercation happened and you know and I'm just like y'all what I am saying to you is ignore all ignore that it was a comedy show 
a drunk individual will sit in a bar and went from table to table harassing people, yelling at the performers, sitting on the stage, and this venue proceeded to continue to serve this person alcohol. When this person started to yell at people, you didn't pull the person to the side or be like, hey, go home. You let them stay. You let them stay for a whole hour. I don't know how long she was in there. When our show started, they were so much of a problem. 10 minutes into the show, her friends got kicked out. So how... You literally had to kick people out that was with her. Yeah. And you let her stay. Take some accountability. And you kind of took some accountability. But understand that I can be perturbed as I want. I can say what I want on social media. I'm not contracted by you. I'm not your employee. Yeah. So every time I post something about this incident, please don't have your people call me. Or whoever and say what they need to say to me. So I was just thrown off by your post. Well, I was just thrown off by the whole damn situation. And deal with it and be okay with it. Because if you're not going to take a stance, I don't know how y'all thought by allowing them to bring barbecue to your venue was okay. Because me, I would have been like, you know what? I appreciate your food. But that that whole situation was not okay. And it's not acceptable. And I think that it'd be best for us. And our if we want to stand or at least respect our entertainers. Since we're going to continue to do this event. We should probably not serve your barbecue to them. We should just probably not do that at all. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine uh, Chick-fil-A? Yeah. Making some statements and then coming to uh, Missy B's to serve the Chick-fil-A sandwich. No, it wouldn't happen because it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like I can I guess I can go pretty pretty full form. I don't give a goddamn about Missy B's. I don't frequent Missy B's. So I can say whatever the goddamn I want. Here I am over trying to be nice. You can be nice all you want. I don't give a goddamn. <laughs> thank you. I Thank you. I, anytime a, a company shows their true colors, I, I just got to say thank you because mm-hmm. now we know. Now mm-hmm. we know what's in the back of your head. Now we know you will whore yourself out for barbecue. Mm-hmm. That is the, that's where your bar is for mm-hmm. ethics mm-hmm. and morality. Who's the nice, I mean, just going out on a crazy extreme limb. But what if that barbecue was poisoned? What if, you know what I'm saying, if it was contaminated? You yeah. don't know. One of the things that was pointed out in the post with all this stuff coming to the light is that their kitchen is horrible, that they, you know, every time the health inspectors are called, they are covering their ass because their kitchen is horrendous. It's known for being a just trifling kitchen. So now you think I want to eat the trifling kitchen racist barbecue. Certain communities think that whole barn Restaurant look is good. I mean, but uh, not I me. Just, I just don't like the. And what makes me angry is it's like we're comedians, so nobody takes us seriously. But what if this had been one of your drag performers? Because this should be the safest, safest space for them. Now to I want to go there. Now I want to go there and do what she did and just see. Yeah. Let's see, see how if a, long a straight black s- man if he can go in Missy B's and pull the shit she pulled off. But that's ridiculous. No, no, I'm not standing for it. Q39. You, you're like I said, smack dab in the hood with the black folks. I don't, I don't know that that's the, that's the type of arrogance I hear. Just like we can do this, we're not going to apologize. Mm-hmm. Like we stand mm-hmm. by our actions. Yes, my little girls are a little racist. So mm-hmm. what? She's cute. She's adorable. Mm-hmm. That's my little baby, my little princess. And she's done it 
like she's openly known in the community for being like she's a liability to your business. And that's what I was trying to stress to individuals was like, well, why am I trying to tear down this restaurant? It's not the restaurant. Let her go. Fire her. You didn't fire her until people started calling you out, telling you how much of a liability she was, because literally everyone is talking about her drug abuse. She's been fired from Q39 for her drug abuse and selling employees drugs. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's that's kind of perfect. Maybe, maybe <laughs> that's why Missy B's wants to keep her in the house. <laughs> She so, life for the party. That whole night, I was like, maybe she was on coke, and all the people that were like siding with her and hyping her up was people who she was sharing her coke with. Yeah, <laughs> I can definitely see that because when people get on that shit, they get a lot of energy. They they, yeah. they get a lot of courage and they start spouting off at the mouth. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, what I think is important is that. In this situation, we as a community come together. We say, we point our fucking finger at that woman and mm-hmm. say, that one over there, she ain't cool with us. Mm-hmm. She showed her colors. We see your colors. Thank you for the update. And now it's up to her fucking friends to say, okay, I'm, I'm friends with somebody who's, who's been outed by the black community as somebody who don't fuck with them. Mm-hmm. Ball's in your court. You gonna rock with that person or not? Just do. And that's, that's literally... All I ask, not on on top of that, to deal with her yelling, her obscenities, then to have grown men with her calling me bitches and everything. It just was really frustrating to be in that situation. And so and then to just expect would hope that my community would be like, "Uh uh-uh, that's not okay." But instead it calls into question, well, what joke were you telling? It's not it wasn't a joke. It was literally somebody just being a horrible human being. You're a comedian. Yeah. I stand by your right to be able to make a joke. I don't care if you said that their barbecue was made from baby meat. It's Mm -hmm. if people didn't think it's funny, that's up to them. But mm-hmm. it's a joke. You mm-hmm. have the right to tell that joke. Yeah. Like, it, the, the, that's why I was just like, what was the joke? Like, but, I might think it's funny. I mean, and with, by, like, when I say, if you've ever seen me live in Kansas City, I've told this joke. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's when my album comes out, y'all can hear the damn joke because I refuse <laughs> to just be out here peddling it for free on social media. <laughs> Bring your ass to a show. I perform here every other weekend. So. In between Comedy Club of Kansas City and the Kansas City Improv, you're going to see me in this joke. So, um, you know, for me, like, I, people have to understand I'm a professional comedian. I'm not going to sit up here. Like, I, if somebody is in that point of where they want to go back and forth, I'm not doing that. And that's, I mean, if you listen to the recording, I said, I'm not going back and forth with you. This is a comedy show. Yeah, it's not a two-way it's a comedy, conversation. It's a comedy show, girl. It's not even like, it's not even supposed to be like this. And also, I tell people, I'm a comedy club snob. She would have got two words out and then been escorted out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and please don't be upset at me for playing professional football, you know, everywhere I go. You know what I'm saying? Because people will, why would you, people do this at shows. Okay, well, I perform at comedy clubs where it's not allowed, where they make an announcement and they say it's not allowed. So excuse me if Patrick Mahomes went to go play football, you know, on the street versus in the NFL and wanted to play by NFL rules. I apologize. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it just comes to a certain point where, and like I told the audience, it's social responsibility. Like, these people literally came like people were engaging and wanted to be at the comedy show. There were people who made the comment that we came last week. We wanted to come back and see it this week. 
we don't understand why she was not removed from the bar. Yeah. People who were at the bar asked her to be removed, not just the comedians, people paying money to yeah. be there. Your patrons. So I am very upset at the whole situation of how it was handled. And now I feel like I'm being told to like, could you just not really talk about it? Because I mean, we did all we could do to pacify you. <laughs> so Lord, do they not know? Like I told you, I'm getting this story out. Mm-hmm. Like people are going to learn like the days of y'all doing this shit is over. Like I will make sure I, I will use every contact in my goddamn phone. So I will. When you Google Q39, when you Google Missy Beast, this is what's going to pop up mm-hmm. because we are not taking this shit no more. Like literally, you think you can sit there and shut down a comedy show, hijack a comedy show? Mm-hmm. No, this will be the first and last time. Mm-hmm. Thank you, ma'am. Sit down. Like, this shit is crazy, and it, it makes me fucking furious that the shit is still going on, and that Missy B's of all places is like, yeah, that's cool. Keep, yeah, she, that's what she does. No. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it, it's, it's up to all of us to, to take that stand and be Absolutely. like, nah. I mean, what? why do you think people aren't picking this up? Do you think it's because it has something to do with the LGBT community? Do you think it has something to do with just people don't eat at Q39 in our community, so it really don't matter? Um, I've always thought... Uh, I just don't think I'm Kansas City popular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think that plays a role in it because I've seen people who are in certain cliques in a part of, you know, certain social settings where they can be upset about the smallest thing. And uh, it's pit, an outrage. Yeah, exactly. But I feel um, it's just a lot of things that play into the poor. I, you know, like I feel like I'm not successful in this city just because I don't look a certain way and I have been told that you know I don't I'm not a supermodel and I'm like but I'm funny if you actually came to the shows and like just listened and not looked in my face you would feel what I feel um but I just think I'm not a popular person or a personality um I don't aspire to have like a million followers and you know I'm just a very introverted person you know I love what I do as a comedian I travel the country you know telling jokes that's and that's what I love to do but I'm also a very um just quiet reserved individual so I think that because I just don't have this huge uh persona and you know just that it's not getting, I mean, I'm surprised that it's gotten as far as it's gotten to be here and to be able to voice my opinion today. I am thankful for how much traction has gotten thus far, but I just wish people would stop looking at just the whole situation at hand of like, Oh, it was just a comedy show gone wrong. No, this was a person who was intoxicated in public being a bigot who is known for being a bigot in on, on several instances. So, I just happened to say something. Yeah. Because I don't work for this restaurant. No. Yeah. And, and, and I love getting these stories out here because it puts people in the position where now you've heard about it. Mm-hmm. Now you know the details. Mm-hmm. What I, I had a woman on my Facebook community page when I shared that post on my Facebook community page. It was a girl and it was like 10 messages she, she gave. And it was just like, what aren't you getting? Why do you keep trying to make a defense for these people? Like, mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It's a comedy show. Mm-hmm. Like, people don't fucking talk back and forth. Yeah. Like, yeah. imagine this was a music concert. Exactly. And Beyonce's trying to perform. Mm-hmm. And you just got one crowd out there, that, you know, thinking she's the entertainment. Like, yeah. it fucks the whole show up. That's why I, and I just was like, it, it literally, like, if it was a drag show 
and someone was like yelling that's a man that's a man oh my god that's a man that look at like and just kept doing that you would be like okay this person has to go so literally that is what I felt like I was just literally being poked and prodded and once again I understand where you're in a dive bar or whatever you're gonna deal with that but this was not an open mic this was a paid showcase this venue paid its performers to come in and perform therefore everybody should be shutting up even if your admission was free you still have to give respect to that microphone because then what is the point of us having this damn comedy show if you're just gonna let people talk if it's just a barbecue right why don't you protect the people who are coming there for your establishment like mm-hmm. you, i'm sure they don't let people disrespect their bartenders mm-hmm. i'm sure they don't let people disrespect their bouncers mm-hmm. i'm sure they don't let people disrespect their bathroom stalls mm-hmm. so why do you why do they think it's okay to have acts who are coming to entertain be disrespected and harassed and abused mm-hmm. like that that Type and of then, stuff you were naming is abusive language. And then to then go as far as to have that person be quiet when they're ab- addressing the concerns about them being upset about how they were treated. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's one of those situations where Missy B's has clearly shown their colors. They've clearly shown they don't give a damn about the black community. They don't give a damn about what you think or your problems or your issues. Yes, this white girl can come in our establishment and and yell at you if she wants. That's her God-given right as the daughter of, of the owner of Q39. Mm-hmm. How dare you make waves about that? Mm-hmm. That's what they've shown me, and that's all I need to know. If I have a g- gay cousins coming in Kansas City who want to kick it, I'm definitely going to stay the hell away from Mitsubishi's because mm-hmm. they don't care about your black ass. And if you get harassed down there, they're not going to do shit about it. They might give you some barbecue because that's where their bar is. That I just still, and I made the joke and I guess they were like, I guess they, today was like, I guess you, we didn't think you were serious, but I guess you were not serious. I made the joke. Like, what do they think? We want a life supply of barbecue or something. Like, is it, you think if you like give us barbecue at every show that it's supposed to make it feel better? And I said it, I thought I was saying it in the most condescending manner, mm-hmm. but apparently I took it seriously. Yeah, and I'm well, like, girl, I mean, and I said, girl, I'm a vegetarian. It. I could care less about said, your we barbecue. It, black people. <laughs> That's all she wanted was some free food. The little chubby girl just wanted a life supply of ribs. <laughs> That's what, and I'm like, no, no, you, baby. You no. should have said, I meant gates. <laughs> I mean, good barbecue. I am a whole vegetarian, so uh, I could give a good goddamn like, yeah. yeah. So, it it at the end of the day, like I just I am literally tired and just tired of feel like I don't want to get up the fight, but I'm tired of being doing it by myself. Mm. Um, and like I I've told people before this incident happened, um, being a black woman and being an entertainer in Kansas City, I have always felt that I am one of the most unprotected, disrespected, neglected individuals in the city as a performer. But you know, you just keep persevering. But that let me know, like that solidified <laughs> my, you know, you try to fly above and be, you know, not necessarily pessimistic and think that, but that let me know, like, damn, that's, yeah. And if you stand up and say something, you're just being a whiny ass person who's playing the victim. Mm. When I said safe space, people made fun of me. Safe space. You What, what do you mean safe space? And I'm like, oh, okay. So you just like to be attacked and harassed or feel like, yeah. you know. But these people also uh, are the same 
people who are bitching and complaining about people taking away their safe space. I can't go to a bar and do this. Mm -hmm. I can't go here and do that anymore. Yeah, it's just like, yes, you also are a whiny, complaining little bitch. It's just you don't think about it when you're whining and complaining. Exactly. Just like the the young, racist, bigoted white woman didn't think about while she was complaining that she was uh, messing up everybody's experience while she's like, why aren't you interacting with me? Why are you interacting with everyone? Mm -hmm. Like, she's not thinking my actions are disrupted to the crowd as opposed to why isn't this comedian joking with my table yeah like you're thinking about the wrong stuff right now but i digress i don't care i I, i'm not a people person as you might be able to tell (laughs) i don't care for very many people so when shit like this happens i'm not super surprised but i am surprised by the the reactions Mm -hmm. and the Mm -hmm. fact that that we live in a small town like this Mm -hmm. and people aren't like yo this is wow like Mm -hmm. it's it's, it's driving me crazy Mm -hmm. like the yeah the fact we don't have a lot of people to be i just need people to see that somebody yelled white power white privilege white pride and the show went on at, at a gay bar (laughs) <laughs> okay those two and two don't go together but then again this lets you know that there's a very huge racial divide within the lgbtq community absolutely yeah and this is uh i mean i will continue to bring you guys updates as the story happens this story is not going to die with me i'm going to definitely do everything i can to get this shit out there because I'm sorry. I have no time for the bullshit anymore. Like, we got too much going on in the city for somebody to have the balls to get up and say that and be like, I'm good. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. We we need to get this video. They won't release the video. Um, they keep giving me reasons why. Uh, but I'm going to get it because, like I said, my daytime job. <laughs> enables me and gives me resources to know what the hell a subpoena is <laughs> um but also like i said i have the audio on my phone i just have like to listen to it over and over again in that night like it's still my mental space and my you know like i still have to go on with my day-to-day chores mm-hmm. i wear many hats and so to have to deal with that and then to come back and listen to the audio and all that it pisses you off all over again yeah. especially when you have to deal with a lot of the kickback that i've dealt with online but shout out to just the amazing people and strangers who have came to my defense and have had time to clap back at just egregious ass trolls so um yeah but there's audio. I record all my sets when I go on stage. Mm. So I just wanted the video so you can see how she pinged around and just how you can. So you can see how comfortable this person was and that she was not stopped. And even after she yelled what she yelled, you can still hear my audio where they just pushed her to the back of the bar. And so she's still in there yelling shit, you know. Still there. And then when I was leaving, her friends confronted me. If I hadn't left, I would have gotten into a whole different altercation because you never remove those people from the venue. Nah, it's a safety hazard. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's it's it, I just cannot believe this professional establishment uh, that I would say. So I've been hearing about Missy B since I was a young teenager. Yeah. So the fact that this well-known establishment in the metropolitan Kansas City area has been so blatantly irresponsible and just egregiously uh, and intolerant of people's basic needs, especially mm-hmm. your performers, mm-hmm. people you've contracted out to to help your establishment for an evening. It's sickening. It's sickening. It's discouraging. And I really hope not just the LGBT community, uh, the black LGBT community gets behind this, but, you know, the, everybody in the community, because mm-hmm. this shit can't happen. I don't care if it was a it was a techno bar. 
that I don't frequent. Mm-hmm. I don't frequent any, it, but it's still any a bar. It, it could have been yeah, Applebee's. A country bar. I don't it care. It could have been Applebee's. Texas Roadhouse. The Elks Lounge, Lodge, whatever. Like, I think anybody would have been like, okay, this person has had way too much to drink. Now they're, you know, they bumping from table to table. I don't know. We got to at least make them babysit them or get them out. Yeah. You can, know. Can you imagine if if back when Kramer was at his comedy show saying nigger on stage, if they were just like, yeah, let, let him go. Let's, let, let's mm-hmm. see where this goes. Mm-hmm. No, it, it's crazy because you don't let people go up and yell crazy racist shit. At a comedy a comedy club, uh-huh. but for some reason Missy B's is totally okay with that. Honey, child, they just wanted drama. I think they wanted to see, you know, see a fight. You know, and it, staff is staff. Staff are also human, so if they wanted to see it too, you know, and like I said, it just people have reached out to me from the staff to apologize and just that I just wasn't aware of what was going on, and I'm like, but we told y'all, like we said it from the time mm. our show started that there is something going on in this audience that is not right yeah. like we can do loud audiences but this is like a uh like it sounds like there's a fight in the lunchroom type of situation yeah and i'm sure once that video does come out it's going to be a completely different mm-hmm. tune they're singing because uh Unfortunately, we live in the day and age where people have to see shit to actually get the full impact. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's going to be the same thing you said, same story, just with visuals. And then people are going to be up in arms. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it it doesn't matter to me. I read your story on Facebook and I was like, this shit needs to be addressed. Yeah. Because it's 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 over. I'm sorry, white people. It's over. Like mm-hmm. the days of y'all just doing shit without thinking about it. It's it's gonna affect you. And the fact that this girl was just like, I'm so comfortable here. So comfortable. Like this is my spot. Mm-hmm. Let's go throw away. So let's throw around some language that most people would would think twice about. Not mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Privilege. Pri- definition of privilege. And yeah. the fact that she was able to do it, it it blows my mind. But I'm here for it. I'm all here. That's why God put me here on this earth. Mm-hmm. This is my this is my mission. So hopefully. Lord willing, we'll be able to make an impact on this young, ignorant girl's life Uh, in the in the positive way where it's a learning experience. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's definitely been a learning experience for me. Uh, It just definitely has. I mean, you got to you definitely have to meet people where they are. But also just it's taught me to. To just be more confident in who I am. Like, I feel like I did the right thing. There was nothing that I could have changed in that situation. But also, it's just taught me to be very cognizant of just how people are. Like, you cannot think that everybody is here for you. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to play devil's advocate a little True, bit. Yeah. You always got to keep your head yeah. on swivel, man. Yeah. Because you just don't know. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. And I commend you for the way you have handled it with, you know, so much tact and and respectability because i have a tendency to just fly off the handle and be like i shouldn't have said that i should not have said I that i come from the generation of knuck if you buck but hey, i'm trying to hold it up, together get done up. yeah yeah exactly so <laughs> but yeah I, I definitely commend you on the on your on your travels please send me that audio yes i'm trying to i move around so much and do so much i definitely that is my goal for tonight please do because i'm gonna yes. try to get this up tonight um, yes by midnight at least but yeah uh 
yeah, we're going to continue to bring you guys updates as they come in. But yeah, this is a situation. If you're listening here in Kansas City and you frequent that location, Missy B's or Q39, it's your obligation to, to take a moment and, and kind of reassess where you stand with them and where you stand with the community. Yeah, Or even it, if you want to go eat and drink there, leave a little F you letter on the tip, <laughs> you know, just to like, I know what y'all be doing up in here. I see. And I see you. I hear you. And I'm about to dine and dash. Hope. You know, <laughs> I don't. You know, just whatever, but just be more and tell people. I just, I know in the, in the professional field that I work in, I know a lot of accounts go to that restaurant. Mm -hmm. A lot of people send people to that restaurant just because it's close, it's convenient, it's in midtown, you know? And so I think enough is enough. Stop giving them money. Stop giving them money. Ah, Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't have time for it. Like I was telling you, I know people who have clients they bring in, mm-hmm. you know, they always take them to Q39. Mm-hmm. No, sorry. We, we can't, we can't support that place anymore. Yeah. And every place I talk to uh, or any, anybody I talk to in regards to Kansas City Barbecue, I'm going to definitely mention the best and I'm going to mention the worst. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Q39, come on down. Uh, but yeah, that that's pretty much all I got. You got anything else to add? Um, no, just uh, keep supporting co- live comedy. Comedians are really out here doing something for the world. Um, it is important. Comedy is important. Laughter is important. It's also a health saving uh, mechanism that you can do for yourself with your own body. Uh, so just make sure uh, you keep supporting live comedy. Go to the comedy clubs, Comedy Club of Kansas City, Improv Comedy Club, Legends Comedy Club, and support us. Support me. Follow me on all social media platforms come to a show gd come to a show okay uh, what what uh where can they find you on social media uh i'm on instagram i'm on facebook of course my government is janelle banks uh but you can follow me under miss just laugh that's m-i-s-s-j-u-s-l-a-u-g-h or if you're from the south am i crooked letter crooked letter j-u crooked letter Look at letter L A U G H. We got got <laughs> listeners in the South. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, straight up. Thank you so much for coming by thank today you for and me. taking the time out of your busy schedule at such short notice to come in and Ooh, tell child. us about your situation, man. Because you know we we want to be problem solvers here. Because mm. this is what we're here for. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for what you're doing and not letting this die and your comedy. Because we mm. do need to support comedians and we need to support comedians. Uh, right to make jokes yeah. and make people laugh. Yeah. So straight up, I, I ain't saying I'm not one of them comedians accusing people of being oversensitive. I'm just saying behave at comedy shows and tell Quentin I love him, even though he went and got married and had a baby behind my back. But that's another. That's another podcast. Okay. <laughs> I thought I was in a relationship with Quentin Lucas. Oh, with Quentin Lucas. Yeah. So if you ever want to do an episode about crazy people. Invite me back. Oh, no, we have a relationship <laughs> podcast. Uh, so half of that is dedicated to women. So, yeah, yeah. crazy people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, straight up. Straight up. I would love to get you back on for the relationship podcast. Yeah. We, we, get, we got a lot of a lot of crazy questions people people like to ask. Yeah. So uh, I made up a relationship in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, imaginary relationship. That could be a good. Yeah, you vote topic. one time in an election. <laughs> I vote for you. We go together. Oh, you mind. Yeah, we go together. Yeah, well, Quinn Lucas, uh, she's out here. <laughs> I'm gonna let you live, Quinn. <laughs> I'm gonna let you live. <laughs> uh, so yeah, hit her up. She's uh, she's out here on social media. Janelle Banks. <laughs> <laughs> I know this man is sick of me. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Links in the episode descriptions below. Yeah. Yes. 
But yeah, that, that's all we got for our show today. Uh, so once again, thank you for our guest for coming in and telling her story. And make sure you out there, uh, I'm, I'm going to probably leave a Yelp review uh, right after we get off mm-hmm. for a couple of Kansas City organizations. Why don't you all do the same? Uh, but yeah, that's all we have for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. And be sure to uh, check out our artists who have contributed music here for the podcast on our Spotify playlist, Urban Alchemy Pop. Urban Alchemy Playlist. And music for the episode is brought to us by Alan Wayne, the prodigy, and his new track that he actually just premiered today, entitled Lately. So check him out. Link in the episode description. So yeah, that's all we got for today. Uh, I am Jam Banks, and this is Urban Alchemy Podcast. Uh, joined once again with Miss Janelle Banks, the comedian, Kansas City very own. Yes, I'm sorry. Kansas is very own uh, comedian uh, Janelle Banks. I'm sorry, I was in my phone. I know. I don't know. It's because I was in my phone. I was doing something bad. I'm horrible. Janelle Banks, no relation. (laughs) (laughs) We could be though, y'all. We could be. (laughs) Then y'all gonna have to do a cousin podcast. Cousin heritage. This is heritage, please. Now, uh, but yeah, straight up, that's that's our episode, and yeah, please continue to support us and check us out on social media, Urban Alchemy Podcast, and yeah, that is all we have. I will catch you all later. Please stay safe and stay blessed. Hold on, stay blessed and stay safe. I will catch you all later. Expressing some sort of power or activity that is external to ourselves. And if you consider that, you realize that what you mean by yourself is rather narrowly circumscribed. You ain't seen me lately. If I was losing when you see me, then you ain't seen me lately. Was it moving when you seen me? Then you ain't seen me lately. What a difference a day makes I'm in a different state before the day breaks Bitch, I'm on but it's no vacate I ain't got time for no play date I want to see the Kansas City, Missouri But niggas not playing with AKs And the safe place to raise no baby Man, those streets go crazy We gon' make it out though We gon' make a way though We gon' make the pain go I still away go Cause I'm kinda on a wave, bro Yeah, I know I ain't wanna say it though I ain't even gotta say it though They know See me and say, say it ain't so That's just the way hate goes Them niggas just playing their roles we gon' pray for they souls Take a picture with one of they hoes Say that we together in a fake post Kick back and see how the day goes Hey, that's the route they chose I bet next time they mouth stay closed I'm valuable to a few tycoons I doubt they know I was losing when you see me But you ain't seen me lately Was it moving when you see me But you ain't seen me lately You still love me before I was tearing up this road Baby, wait till the next time you see me You should see me lately You should see me lately you should see me lately. Uh, if you think you hate me now, or if you think you hate me now, wait till the next time you see me. Uh, you ain't seen me lately. You ain't seen me. Trying to make it out, working hard, I don't want to end up in a drought Niggas tuck it down, catch a pistol in the mouth Yeah, nigga from the north, but I grew up in the south Made it all around the city, selling jewels around your house Yeah, nigga could've had his dick up all over your spot Niggas told not to rest, but they quiet as a mouse When the five hit the corner with the left and then we out All the re-rock cocaine in and out the house You a fiend, you can get a nigga lower quarter ounce Take a thug, take a jump, at the drop of a hat If a nigga really want that type of kind of altercation We can move a path in the middle of the map anywhere Cause I just need a location Niggas getting tired of seeing me elevate And what they gon' hate the plans I got way in Midwest side and 
and I'm gon' rap it Cause my goonies co-inside You be acting like you is, little nigga But we know you not outside KCMO, them my hermanos, they got pride And I'm from Omaha and Blast You can't run, no, you can't hide And it's the new Midwest So you better fall back on the hot shit Fly Mama bust it in slow motion for the guy You take my dick, we take yours It's an eye for a eye Lily, I've been somewhere smoking Like I'm yelling my mind But you ain't seen me lately Wasn't moving when you seen me But you ain't seen me lately If you still love me before I was tearing up this road Baby, wait till the next time you see me You should see me lately You should see me lately You should see me lately And if you think you hate me now Wait till the next time you see me, you ain't seen me lately.